running an agency is a roller coaster, right? It's not a consistent journey. It's not a flat train track. It's up and down. That's just the way an agency works. Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do the Boo, the WooCommerce and WordPress Builder Podcast. This show is brought to you by Hostinger, whether you're a small or a large agency or a freelancer. If you're going to WordCamp US, stop by and visit their booth. Also, make sure and sign up for the Woo Meetup at WordCamp US. I'll tell you more about Hostinger later in the show. But this time, Robbie and Robert are here with another Woo agency chat with Johnny Martin from Built Mighty and special co-host Mary Volker, lead of the agency program at Woo joins us in the conversation. So let's get right into the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Do the Woo. I'm Robbie Adair with OS Training, one of the co-hosts today. And with me, I also have Robert Jacoby. Robert, how are you doing today? Hey, Robbie, doing excellent. So I'm Robert Jacoby with not OS Training, maybe robertjacoby.com. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, another great week where, you know, by the time this launches, it'll be maybe a week before WordCamp US 23. A lot of people getting excited doing a ton of stuff. So fun times. Yes, indeed. I am looking forward to WordCamp US myself. Today, we've got uh, Mary is going to be, Mary Volker is going to be joining us. Um, she leads the agency program at Woo, and we're real excited because we actually also have one of the agencies here with us today, Built Mighty. Johnny Martin is going to, the founder of Built Mighty, is going to join us as well. So I'm going to start with Mary. Mary, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. I'm also getting excited for WordCamp US. Um yeah, again, it feels like WordCamp here just happened. So, um, but looking forward to getting together with some of our agencies there and meeting lots of new agencies. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. And um, this will be great. We, Robert and I were just saying we'd never met you or Johnny in person, which is really unusual. I mean, we have, you know, we're pretty active in the community. So when we meet people we haven't met before, it's like, wow. So now we'll get to meet you in person at uh, WordCamp US. So I'm looking forward to that. And it does feel like I just literally unpacked my bags for WordCamp Europe. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so also we have Johnny Martin with Built Mighty. Johnny, how are you doing? Doing great. Uh, summer's winding down. Kids are almost getting ready to head back into school. Um, yeah, um, life has been uh, pretty good in uh, 2023. Fantastic. We love hearing that. And we want to start out by just kind of getting your story behind Built Mighty. You're the founder. So tell us, when did you start this uh, agency? What was your What were your goals and then what have they become now? Which is what I always, when I think about my own businesses, like what when I started, what was I thinking? And then where am I now? So tell us, Johnny. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Robbie. And uh, yeah, I, so I'm doing something completely uh, different today than I ever set out or wanted to do, uh, which, you know, is very a common experience for a lot of people. So I actually started out as a merchant. I ran uh, several e-commerce stores, actually on the Magento platform back in 2008, 2009. Um, and wanted to launch uh, actually a marketing agency where we focused on local marketing for dentists, chiropractors, and auto repair shops, right? Completely completely separate from the e-commerce world. But I had uh, some online stores myself, did a lot of practice and learned a lot of SEO kind of in that space, a lot of paid search. Those stores became very successful. And before long, a lot of our customers learned that we had e-commerce experience 
And back in 2009 and 2010, everyone was deathly afraid of PCI compliance, of getting hacked, of a site going down on Friday night. And no one wanted the challenge of taking on an e-commerce store. And so over the first kind of few years of us trying to create a business that was a marketing agency that sold to dentists, chiropractors, and auto repair shops, we don't have any customers who are dentists, chiropractors, and auto repair shops anymore. It's all e-commerce. And so uh, we kind of changed and evolved because we had a lot of experience there from me running my stores and hiring a team to help kind of support those. Um, and, you know, we did a lot of kind of combo builds back then where we used WordPress as the front end because Magento was awful for a CMS. And, you know, at the time, Woo kind of hadn't grown up yet. And so we used Magento for the e-commerce store. And it was kind of this nightmare monstrosity. Um, and once WooCommerce started to grow up, uh, you know, the dev team came to me and said, you know, hey, I can write the same feature in WooCommerce for a tenth of the code that I can in Magento. And I'd rather build more features than write more code. And so we dropped Magento. We dropped our partnership with the Magento uh, company and completely focused on WooCommerce. And uh, we kind of haven't looked back since. And there are a lot of barriers to entry for Magento. Is that fair to say? Yes, yeah, it is. So it is. Uh, so I will say Magento definitely has some positives about it, but it is a large, complicated platform. And because of that, right, like in order to do anything, it takes a significant amount of work to accomplish anything, even just moving stuff around on the front end of a website, changing any kind of functionality. It uses a very people complain about, you know, word, the WordPress WooCommerce, you know, database structure. It is, you know, Magento has about 150 tables just to start, right? Like it is <laughs> extremely complicated, way over engineered for, for most uses. And so, yeah, it's. It's a hurdle that most businesses, you know, they should really spend that money on marketing and not on development and building out this gigantic, complicated system and grow their business. And and so that's really one of the reasons why we really like WooCommerce. You know, obviously, I've seen it in action, but uh, I don't know if uh, Built Mighty has had the same experience. You know, you can have a WooCommerce experience for a very small, maybe a click and mortar, and then scale all the way up to something that's, you know, Amazon-ish. Uh, yeah. So last year, 2022, uh, we supported a site um, that did uh, COVID testing, uh, one of the largest testing organizations. And we were doing 38 orders a second on a WooCommerce store. Um, so, I, I mean, WooCommerce can do that. It can, and it can also run a meal delivery for a teriyaki restaurant, right? So kind of, it, it'll go all the way from the beginning to, you know, 100 orders a day to 38 orders a second uh, at peak speed. So it can definitely handle everything in between. That's super cool for an open source project. <laughs> yeah, no joke. No joke. As well as I'll throw in, it also handles subscriptions too. So if we throw in with subscriptions. So, yeah. So Johnny, we're going to come back to your agency and story. But Mary, real quickly, I just wanted to kind of get your take from the Woo side. How do you guys see your... Uh, relationships with these agencies and and what do you try to gain or or help those agencies gain by being part of your program? Yeah, so agencies, developers are core to WooCommerce. We really recognize them as instrumental to what we do. Um, so when we relaunched the agency program last year, this, you know, it has been a big priority for the entire company to make sure that these agencies are getting the education that they need, the access to support that they need, 
most importantly, the leads that they want, all of that good stuff. You know, we are still a pretty young program, um, although we have been around since 2015 and Built Mighty has been there since the start. Um, we kind of paused the program for a bit um, and then again, relaunched last year. So um, still kind of young and really um, in this ramp up period now to market our agencies more and get their name out there and really um, show them as thought leaders um, in the community. But yeah, just support them in all ways um, and help them grow and grow on Woo. So that's our main priority right now. And we have a lot of big plans for 2024. I almost said 2023. Um, so we're we're excited. We're already in planning mode for, for that. So we're really excited about the future of the program and how we can work more closely with Johnny and other agencies like Johnny's. So uh, wait, wait, Robert, I have to do my obligatory because we have a Woo person here now. We really want to see WooConf come back. I have to do it at every show. We have somebody from Woo. Please, we'd like WooConf to come back. Yes, please. I, I hear it all the time. Our agencies are like, please bring it back. I, you know, I am doing my part in advocating for it internally. I promise you. So um, in the meantime, we're doing lots of events with agencies and we can. We'll be doing one at WordCamp US and hopefully we can expand as as things grow. So. To be continued. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can you tell us more about this uh, lead generation aspect? Yeah. So um, our agencies are listed in our Woo Expert Marketplace. um, And that is where they, any merchant who needs help can contact them directly to um, get the support they need, the questions they have answered all of that good stuff. Um, you know, our, we really work hard to be selective with the agencies that we let into the program. So the program's grown quite a bit, but we are still vetting them pretty strictly, um, you know, looking at their design, looking at their code, and making sure that they truly are the best agencies out there. So we have the marketplace that's kind of open to anyone, but then our team, our sales team, is also working to connect agencies with um, a lot of our larger merchants um, and really any merchants that might come to our support team with help. Um, our job is to make sure that we have the agencies available for any merchant anywhere um, in our marketplace. So um, that's really kind of where leads are coming from at the moment. And um, like I said, we are excited to ramp up marketing even more next year to increase this lead flow to our agencies. And is there a cost to join the agency pro- partnership program there? There's no cost, um, but there is, you know, a lead sharing expectation. Um, you know, we provide you with leads, you provide us with leads. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's a partnership. We work with our agencies. We want to make sure that it's a partnership that is mutually beneficial um, and, you know, again, just supports them. And there, we want to think of the agency first before, you know, we're, we're putting our company first and the merchant first. Um, at the end of the day, like that's everyone's number pri- number one priority is is our merchant getting the right help at the right time, and then you know every, everything else is secondary. So, do you guys uh, provide uh, marketing development funds as well uh, for any kind of co branding with agencies, or how does that look like? Yeah, so um, we are actually going to be implementing this next year. Um, so we are making plans to support our agencies in that way and make sure that we as a company are showing up at industry events to help spread the Woo brand, um, but also showing up alongside our agencies and making sure that people see them as true partners for WooCommerce. Um, So we definitely plan to do more of that uh, next year. 
So the, the last one in my sheet of paper of questions uh, for Johnny, how has Built Mighty's experience been around everything Mary just said? Uh, it, it's actually been pretty amazing, right? So one of the, the the blessings of WordPress and WooCommerce is that it the barrier to entry is extremely low, uh, right? Anyone can really uh, stand up a store. Uh, it's a great place to just learn how to be a developer. It's a great place to start and hang your hat if you're an agency to begin building websites for people and begin building e-commerce stores for people. That's also a curse too because the barrier to entry is so low. And, and often there are brands that kind of just outgrow whoever their provider is, right? Like they hire a freelancer or a contractor or hire someone in-house and they learn WordPress, which is amazing because it's so easy to learn. And, and they eventually just kind of outgrow uh, the level of sophistication or complication or the technical needs of whoever that is. And then they often reach out to WooCommerce or go to WooCommerce and look for a resource that can kind of pick up where that person got them, right, that, that left off for, for whatever reason. And, and that's when they reach out to the Woo Expert program. And, and we often get introduced to uh, those companies and those merchants. Um, and we're able to say, okay, great. You know what? It looks like this person did 80% great, but they couldn't get you across the finish line. Let's help finish the job. Let's help add the features that they weren't able to actually uh, accomplish. And so that's a lot of the work that we get from the Woo Expert program. Um, and, and we've found a lot of value in it. And then it's also great because sometimes people, you know, may not know about how great WooCommerce payments can be. They may not know how, how you should use the Stripe plugin from WooCommerce, not one you bought off another plugin website uh, that somebody sold you uh, just for kind of security reasons and, you know, regular consistent updates. And, and so you know, coming to a Woo expert really kind of, you know, we help kind of support Woo because, you know, a rising tide raises all ships, right? The, the better Woo is as a whole, the better all of, you know, the Woo experts are, the better all of the, you know, smaller agencies that are getting started, small development shops that are getting started. And so, you know, we've, we've been a part of the program since 2015. And, and, and really it's, you know, we were a part of the program when it was really just, you, you paid a little bit of money and you got, your name on a website. And it was kind of like a directory event, right? Like that was really what the program was. The program is so much more today. Mary and team have invested a lot in training and in marketing. Um, you know, Ross is uh, our uh, account rep and he's done a lot of work with us in just kind of understanding who we are as an agency and understanding like, you know, when they, somebody calls WooCommerce or they call the expert program, who is really going to be the best fit for that merchant? Um, you know, we're, we're not a heavy design shop. That's not our focus. We're, you know, even though what I wanted to start was a marketing agency, we don't do any marketing today. We're, we're a functionality based dev shop and, and Mary and Ross know that. And so when a company comes to them that needs an ERP integration, they need some complex subscription user, uh, experience, whatever it might be, they know that's a great fit for us. If they come and they need, you know, a, a full design and they need more of kind of a, you know, an interactive JavaScript experience, that's probably not us. They're going to take that to, to a woo expert that that's a better fit for. And so that's really been our experience working um, with the woo expert program for the past year. And Johnny, do you network with the other agencies in the program as well? Absolutely. Uh, in fact, uh, I think it was 2018. Uh, we actually ran an, exp an expert agency mastermind where we invited uh, 17 agencies out to Atlanta. We all met together to kind of talk shop and trade secrets and learn how other people are, are running their business. 
it's actually, oddly enough, it's very rare that we go head to head with another expert. The, the space is huge. There's a lot of merchants out there. There's a lot of WordPress agencies out there. And so, you know, again, a rising tide raises all ships. So the more we help other agencies get better at what they do, the better brand WooCommerce has, the better brand WooCommerce has, the more business we get. And, you know, it's a, this flywheel kind of cycle. And I think that the WooExpert community is really special in that it's not competitive and they're in there asking each other questions and they're trying to learn from one another and really help each other grow. And I, I think that's such a unique thing in a place in a, in a program like this, where you're literally side by side in a marketplace and people are choosing between you, it's inherently feels competitive, but it's not. Um, so I think that's something that's been really special to, you know, witness um, is just how close you all are. I've, you know, seen people go on like trips together and I just think it's really cool. So um, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it and witness that. So I agree with Johnny because one of the things he said in there was there's plenty of work out there in the space and that it's the truth. And it's been that way. You know, I started my agency 20 years ago and, and I remember 20 years ago, you had to convince people they had to, they needed a website even sometimes, but you know, so it's very different. But when I reached out to other agencies at that time, as soon as they figured out, well, oh, you're in the same city as me. Well, we're competitors. And I was like, but there's so much work. I don't think we're competitors so much as we could also all learn from each other. And at that time, people were very hesitant to do it. But now, and especially after COVID, after so many things had to move online, so much e-commerce went online, there's just even so much more work than there was before. I don't even know with the amount of agencies we have, we can keep up with it at this point. So I, I like that. I like that it feels you could be you could feel more collaborative between agencies than competitive now. Well, I mean, there are huge ties that bind. Obviously, open source and community, and which are kind of different than just like we're going to try to kill each other kind of things. I mean, folks get into a lot of this business because of those let's call them soft pluses of running a business and you know being successful. Um, I did want to touch on something Johnny mentioned uh, regarding the Woo brand and. It seems to go kind of up and down. I mean, you know, there's a, a, people know Shopify, they don't know Woo. People might know Magento, but they don't know Woo. Even though, you know, there, there are probably more Woo sites than Magento sites for sure. Question one for Johnny: How does that impact you? Question two for Mary: uh, How do you see that being uh, that message being expanded? Uh, I, I'd like to say something that you know I didn't really realize until 2018. Um, is that WooCommerce came out of being a WordPress plugin. And, and it was a WordPress plugin. It wasn't an e-commerce platform. And so their focus was selling WooCommerce to the WordPress community, which is a very different focus than like a Magento or a Shopify has. Shopify is trying to sell to the e-commerce community, whereas WooCommerce was really focused on selling to the WordPress community. And so over the last year or so, we've really watched the WooCommerce marketing team and kind of business team say, okay, great. Hey, we need to begin to change our direction a little bit and begin to point a little bit more outwards away from just the WordPress community. They already dominate it, right? Like, uh, you know, what, what 99% market share for e-commerce on WordPress? Well, I mean, come on. Uh, so they really began to kind of point outwards more towards the e-commerce space. Um, and, you know, for the longest time, we thought it was a failure that that was what WooCommerce was doing, was just focusing on WordPress. But that was their DNA. That's where they came from. It really made sense. 
Um, because, you know, I mean, it was, you know, eventually from, it was originally from Woo themes until automatic purchased it. And I mean, there's a whole story there, but over the last year, we've seen a lot of improvements and, and WooCommerce has been focused on, Hey, how do we sell just to the e-commerce community? How do we turn around and point there? Um, and I think there's been a lot of, um, advantage to that, right? Um, there's still the challenge when people say, oh, WordPress sites get hacked all the time. And I'm like, well, yeah, my grandma stood up a site in 2008 and she hasn't updated it since then. So yeah, of course it got hacked, right? Like that stuff happens, right? But that doesn't mean that a well-maintained store is going to get hacked. Um, and so I think that's the that's the real brand concern that a lot of people have. And the fact that, you know, there's a significant amount of you know, marketing is an arms race, really, right? It's about who can spend the most money. And, you know, Woo hasn't invested in that outside e-commerce community. They're beginning to do that now, and that's ramping up. And we're excited for that and, and energized by that. And so we're, we're looking for, for what's, what's next to come. That's great. So I guess with Mary here, she can tell us what's next to come. No, I, <laughs> I would, um, you know, second um, that Woo is really investing in that marketing now. We've you know, doubled the size of our marketing team. And we are really thinking about the brand and making big updates to what it is to be Woo. Um, so there's a lot of work going on internally um, to really start amplifying that at the end of this year and into 24 and beyond. I'm excited for that. I think that uh, my biggest thing is like, I want our team to see our agencies as a great way for us to amplify that message even further. They have boots on the ground and we um, should be using them to um, help spread the word about Woo. They have great things to say as, you know, Johnny just, just showed us. So um, I just think it means our, our merchants trust our agencies so much. Um, they have so much influence in, in the direction that they choose to go um, that we should be empowering them to spread the message and be giving them the information that they need to do so. Um, so I, you know, I love to hear Johnny's answer and I think it's a great way for me to say, look how awesome these agencies are talking about woo. Let's lean on them more. Let's partner with them more to um, help them amplify their message even further. So I'm personally excited for the future of marketing at woo and um, I, I hope that we continue to see brand growth um, over time. Awesome. And, you know, we've uh, been watching and we see a difference in the Woo uh, marketing and advertising too. It is starting to happen. It definitely, definitely you can see that you guys are starting to market, as as Johnny said, not just to the WordPress community, but to the community at large, which is what we want with uh, WooCommerce is for it to just be seen as another e-commerce solution out there like Shopify or Equid, uh, some of the bigger or Magento. As a builder or an agency managing multiple sites, check out Hostinger.com. Their infrastructure brings your client's site speed, uptime, and security. Also, at your fingertips, you'll find a powerful suite of tools for security and performance, code and content management. Now add to that the ability to manage your WordPress website through WPCLI for control configuration and plugin updates. Enhanced WordPress acceleration powered by Lightspeed Enterprise, control over auto updates, free migrations, and of course, the essential staging sites. Through all of their services and features comes e-commerce optimization for your clients' Woo shops. So when you think about it, overall, everything you need to keep your client sites running smooth 
can be found with their agency hosting at hostinger.com. So, Johnny, I want to talk a little bit more, though, about the agency, your, your agency growth that you've seen over time, because we were talking about that. You were like, oh, that was back. You were one of the what the 11th show of Do the Woo or something. You were way back when. <laughs> I, and Bob's back there cringing when I say way back when, probably. He's like, hey, hey, hey. Um, <laughs> but so tell us about your agency, how you, you know, how many did you start with? How much did you, did you grow to a larger size and scale back office remote? How you guys work? Yeah, uh, running an agency is a roller coaster, right? Uh, it's there's not it's not a consistent journey. It's not a flat train track. It's up and down. That's just just the way an agency works. And so, um, you know, we're 27 people today, 28 people somewhere around there. Um, we're very different than we were three years ago. We used to be in an office downtown Seattle. Uh, everyone was working together. Now I'm in a little office with two other people, and everyone else is spread out all over the country. And so it's kind of completely different. We've found for us, we've kind of maintained in between the, you know, 23 to 30 person realm for the last, I'd say six years um, has been kind of a focus for us. That's a good size uh, for our agency, you know, much bigger. You have to add a whole bunch of layers of management, much smaller. You can't do as cool of things. And so um, I think for us, that's really the right size. It took us several years to get there. Um, and you know, running an agency is, is like, it's a never ending game of training and instructing and teaching and, um, you know, people in the WordPress space and just in technology in general, they tend to stay at a position for a year and a half, three years, something like that. And so you really need to be prepared to train the next engineer that comes in the next project manager that comes in. Um, and so, you know, for us, it's just, you know, how do we perfect that training? How do we perfect that education for our team so that we can maintain a high level of expertise, you know, even as, you know, our team changes and mo- changes and modifies over the course of time? Yeah. So do you find that you're documenting pr- processes to try and keep that f- continuity between changing out people? Yeah. So uh, processes are one thing. I think that uh, like goals and intentions and priorities are a much kind of bigger factor right? Like, how do you take care of a customer? What is the most important thing you can achieve with working with a customer or worth a merchant? Um, That is is so much more valuable than, you know, this is how we check out a branch from GitHub, right? Like, that's important and valuable. And we have processes and that's written down. We have a structure for that. But when you engage with a customer and a customer says, hey, I want you to paint my window with honey. And you're like, oh, why? Uh, I don't understand. What, what do you mean, right? And so you could just paint their window with honey. Uh, or you could say, well, why do you want to do that? I'm like, well, there's too much light that comes into my room. And uh, I want to try to tint the window a little bit. Well, maybe you shouldn't paint it with honey. Maybe we could tint your window instead. Like digging in a little bit because most of the time customers and clients come with a solution, not a problem. And, and often their solution comes from a place of their own experience. And that's all they know. And so if you can dig a little bit deeper, discover what the real problem is, there's probably a much better solution that can be offered that's more affordable and longer lasting for them, more secure, has other features, whatever it might be. And so for us, it's it's really about training people that kind of intent. What's the goal? What's the priority? How do you connect with people? Um, and that's, I think, for, for us, that's the hardest thing to kind of keep that continuity. The systems and processes 
that's great, but that's just kind of like the rote checklist stuff, right? Like every, every customer, every entrepreneur that comes to us is unique. They're different. They're all a special snowflake. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I, I mean that in real, right? Like businesses are unique in most cases. That's why they succeed. If a business is just like every other business, no one ever finds them. There's nothing special about them. They're not going to grow. It's the businesses that take a risk, step out and do something new, step out and do something challenging. Those are the businesses that grow. Um, and so you really need to dig deeper and figure out what their priorities are in order to be able to help. So with, with this being 2023, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, how are you taking advantage of AI to maybe tackle some of those issues, questions, you know, whether it's via support, via uh, knowledge transfer, continuity, whatnot. Uh, so we use AI to write some boilerplate code and that's about it, right? Like AI still is a parlor trick, right? Now the AI aficionados might kind of scoff at me for saying that, but you know, I don't know. I play with AI. It's really cool. Second time I do it, it's cool. Third time. Well, it's not quite right. Fourth time. This sucks, right? Like, you know, it just kind of gets worse and worse, but AI is super fast at writing boilerplate code, you know, write me an integration with this API. Bam right? Like it does it 80%. There's a ton of busy work that it takes off the plate for some of our developers. Um, and it does a great job in that space. Is it going to replace a developer? Not at all, right? There's no way it's going to replace a developer. There's the doom and gloomers out there. It's going to take everyone's jobs. In fact, I think we're going to need 10 times more developers uh, in the next 10 years because of AI. I think that that is going to be what we're going to be more leaning towards rather than less developers. But for right now, it does write some boilerplate code really, really well and fast. And so we, that's the only thing we've been really using. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I talk about AI and, and I'm always trying to stress to people, it's not going to replace, is it going to replace people? No. What it's going to do is it's going to make a lot of your uh, employees more productive or yourself more productive. As long as you learn how to use the tools, you can become much more productive. I mean, you're talking about from a code point of view, which is a really a really very handy thing to do because you could not only ask it to boilerplate that code, you could also have it, oh, could you rewrite this code in this JavaScript into something else and, you know, or take Moo tools and make it uh, native JavaScript, things like that. And so it does conversions too. And so you can do a lot of things with code with it, as well as you can learn code. Um, this is me putting on my teacher hat there. But if you go in there and you're like, explain this code to me like a newbie, it's going to break down that code. And so you can actually learn too as a developer with it. But as far as business, I mean, we're seeing some amazing things they're doing with AI for like reusing content um, for marketing. There's You can throw your content in there, you know, five ways to Sunday and get different things. And so you can, you can reutilize content that you already have. And so for marketers, this is speeding up their their work. I mean, not that it's replacing them because they still have to look at what's generated. They have to probably fix and tweak things. But again, it's that boilerplate that you're talking about, even for marketing. So I, I'm, I'm fascinated with AI, but I do agree with you. We're not going to see it take away jobs. I think we, it will increase jobs because people are going to be able to be so much more productive and learn more. I agree with that statement, Robbie. Yeah. And going back to your um your comment on um, the training and more training more of those business skills and less of like the technical skills. That is something we hear a lot from agencies and definitely something that we're prioritizing next year is helping you, your salespeople grow on Woo by teaching you how to, um, you know, sell WooCommerce, setting smart uh, goals for agency growth, marketing your agency, 
a lot of the things that you guys don't have time to worry about, like we want to make sure we're providing you the training and the resources so that you you can learn these things and your team can learn these things. So that's definitely a big priority for us and, you know, something that that we hear a lot. So. Oh, oh, little spoiler alert. See, we are digging it out of Mary, right? Just a little bit at a time. We're getting info. I love it. <laughs> now I just have to execute. That's that's the problem. We'll see. <laughs> that's all. That's always the problem, isn't it? Um, and Johnny, I also wanted to. We we kind of uh, we we always pre chat a little bit on this show, and you alluded to some cool things that you guys have been doing with Woo over the last couple of years here. So tell us a little bit about some creative things uh, that you guys have been doing in the Woo world. Well, so uh, to go back to. The, the site that I mentioned earlier that was doing 38 orders a second, um, that that platform was was really interesting, right? So they had about 120 people in the admin panel at any given time, processing orders, doing customer service. There was some scheduling involved around the COVID testing during the Omicron wave. And, you know, some of the challenge we had with WooCommerce is, is really like, how do you take that platform and, and get it to work at scale when, you know, it's it's normally designed for most of the traffic to be on the front end. But when you have 120 people in the admin panel trying to run, I'm going to pull up order information, I'm going to pull up, you know, whatever it might be. It was, it was really interesting. So we actually, it was on a, a four server kind of configuration where we had two different database servers, uh, um, you know, a, 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 a read, write and a, a read. And then we actually had to have a separate server for the admin team. Um, so that every time they ran a report or did anything on the back end, it wouldn't slow down the experience for the front end. Um, it's really easy on the front end of a, a website. You can do a lot of caching, sort of flat files. Can't really do that on the admin uh, when you're processing orders or, or doing customer service stuff. And so um, that was something that um, the team worked a lot on. It was really awesome, the, the kind of solutions that we did to come up with that. Um, the other thing we have is we have a, a company that we're working with today that you know actually uses Woo primarily to book appointments uh, for donation pickups. So these are $0 transactions, right? Uh, and it's, you know, a very large business that runs uh, multi-states and picks up donations that for charities. And then they, you know, sort them and those get sold off to thrift stores or whatnot. Money gets donated to specific charities. And so, you know, it's, it's really using WooCommerce as an order management system more than just kind of a straight e-commerce store. Um, and so I think that like the engine that drives WooCommerce can be used for so many different things. You know, it, it can still do, of course, we're going to sell t-shirts online, right? It does that really, really well. But if you're, if you're just a little bit creative, you can do all kinds of, of different things with it. Yeah. So with that being said, okay, that the first, I'm going to go back to your first project you just mentioned there with the 38 checkouts a minute or whatever. I was like, wow. And 120 admins in the back end. Okay. So I have to ask, did you go with a hosting company for this or did you guys set up a, like a custom hosting in AWS or something like that? I just curious. Yeah. So that was, that was, everything was on AWS at the top level server side for EC2 and for RDS. Right. So that was, that was all, uh, AWS for that site. Okay. I was wondering, man, that's a lot to handle. <laughs> so I, I'm glad you brought up the hosting because I'm curious as part of being a, a Woo agency partner, uh, is there a push to be also driving customers to VIP? There, There is a push to do that, whether it's VIP or Pressable. Um, we've used those platforms 
They do great for kind of standard builds. I think that they are a little restrictive for people that need a lot of custom development work. A lot of times they have so many customized processes that they, you know, lock people in a little bit. So I think they're awesome for kind of plain Jane vanilla stores. I think they, you know, aren't really designed for the unique cases. A lot of times, you know, of course, we would like everyone to be choosing automatic products um, and want to be lifting them up at at any point we can. But again, it kind of it goes back to the the merchant and what's best for them at the end of the day. And we don't want to be pushing our agencies or our merchant in a direction that's not the right fit. So that's where we we rely on our agencies to say, you know what, we would recommend VIP, but it's it's not right for this this merchant or or it is. Um, so we really rely on their expertise um, to um, provide the best recommendation. If there's an opportunity for partnership, then we definitely explore that. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, merchant comes first. So. I think this sounds like an excellent uh, way, though, by the way, for Pressable and VIP to learn uh, from your agencies why they weren't selected for certain things. I think this would be a good good, uh, good thing for them to be able to up their services. Maybe, maybe not, right? So I, I don't think as a host, you can be good at everything, right? Like, I, I, don't, I don't think that's a fair request to make of a host, right? Like, because you end up sacrificing features that are going to help a specific group of people in order to help a smaller subset of people. So so I actually don't agree with that. Like I've seen VIP handle amazing loads of traffic, right? Traffic uh, from sites that, you know, like way faster than 38 checkouts a second, right? You know, VIP has done some amazing stuff, right? But if they begin to sacrifice some of their processes and some of the the reasons that make them amazing to help a, a one-off case over here, then they're going to harm the rest of their business. So, so I think for a host being kind of focused and specialized in a type of customer or a type of, you know, a, there's a lot that are focused on WordPress in general, right? But even, even within that WordPress space, I think that there's a lot of unique kind of areas. And, and I don't think it's fair to ask a hosting company to do everything because then it gets too complicated for anyone to use and you begin to sacrifice features. And, and I don't think that's really the best fit, right? Like I, I think that, you know, you know, I think it'd be great if Automatic launched a new hosting company that was really focused on that custom stuff, right? Like I think that would be amazing without polluting the great work that VIP has done, without polluting the great work that Pressable has done, because they provide a very valuable service. It's just for, you know, 95% of the space, right? Where they provide this valuable service. This other 5% of the space just needs something different, right? And and that's okay. We just should have something that serves them. I do agree with you on that, Johnny, by the way. And uh, I was going to say, Robert probably is a better person to comment on this too, because he's way more in the hosting space than I am. But I do agree with you that, I mean, th- th- I do feel that hosts do kind of have their niches. They do. And and they probably do need to stay in their lane pretty much just so that they can become the best in their niche. Um, but again, I'm going to let Robert talk more about hosting because he he's more in that world than I am. We, we need a whole other show for that. But uh, for sure, I mean, there are ones that are what I would say trying to go up market in the you know VIP realm of uh, you know really focusing on performance and professional services. And then there are, you know, more of, uh, you know, horizontally focused ones. We want as many people as we can to get on here and we're going to provide a, you know, baseline platform uh, to get going. Uh, I won't name names just to be nice, but I mean, the, the, the hosting world is all over the place and it's, it's kind of incumbent upon agencies to learn which hosting companies do what best. 
Uh, so, I, I, you know, whether that's, you know, a, a huge publishing site, uh, you know, uh, shingles uh, for your clicks and mortars or, or whatnot and everything in between, I guess. This is a perfect segue into what about Woo Express? How's that been a component of the Woo experience in general? Does it, is that as an agency owner, do you even think about Woo Express or is that really tied more towards like, can we get Shopify people on board? So questions for Johnny and Mary. Uh, for for us, it doesn't really equate any of the equation. And, and I think part of that's just because of our focus. We're a functionality-based agency. People come to us because they really need a custom B2B integration or they need a very unique order process, right? Whatever it might be. And, and that really isn't the Woo Express space. And so I think that there's other agencies where there's a lot of their businesses in that Woo Express state space, right? That, that just for, for us individually, that that's not our focus. Yeah, I would agree. Again, you know, we really are recruiting agencies who are great at extending Woo and taking it to the next level. And um, Woo Express is is a great thing for smaller agencies, for freelancers who are trying to get people on Woo um, quickly. And it's it's an awesome tool. But yeah, we don't see our the agencies that we currently have in the program using it. Um, so it's not an integral part of our program today. Um, however, if we do expand to freelancers down the line or uh, open things up to smaller agencies, I definitely see a time where that would be more of a, a component. Um, so yeah, we don't see it much from our existing agencies, but they're all just making these amazing, crazy customized websites. So um, so yeah. Uh, I guess there, there would be an opportunity for saying, hey, you know, you started out on Woo Express. Now let's take you to the, you know, built mighty level. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that we're looking for is those indicators that this site is growing. Let's get them help to uh, take them to the next level. So that's when we would introduce an agency and, and try to get it in that nurturing flow that uh, we might have for these merchants. So um, definitely looking for those signals um, that are, that are, that they're showing growth. So. Yeah, no, I think it's brilliant on Woo's part that we have Woo Express, that it's a good, easy entry yeah. for people to come in. Yeah. And then, yes, hopefully their business then grows to the level that they need someone like Johnny to help them. So that's what we hope for. Well, we're running out of time here, but before we do, I just want to uh, give some contact information for you guys. So like Mary, if there is an agency out there that feels like they would like to be a part of this, how should they reach out to you? Yeah, um, I'm on LinkedIn. So of course people can message me on LinkedIn, um, but we do have a... Um, a, a wait list available on our, um, our website. So I can share the link with you all. Um, so we have closed the application currently just because we have a lot of great agencies and we just want to make sure that everyone we're letting into the program is seeing value from it. So, um, we are, um, letting people in as we, as opportunities come available. So I encourage you to join the wait list. Um, I'll also be at WordCamp US. We'll have some of our partner managers there as well. I'll be in the booth. So feel free to stop by and say hello. Um, and if I'm not there, then, you know, we can, we can find a way to connect, but definitely shoot me a message on LinkedIn if you'll be there and we can connect at that point. Awesome. And Johnny, if people need to have a website mightily built, how would they get in touch with you? Uh, Johnny at builtmighty.com, J-O-N-N-Y at builtmighty.com. Uh, and, you know, in all reality, like, uh, so merchants, and then I really like to get to know other agency owners, right? So if you run an agency, right? Like, again, like I said, a rising tide raises all ships. We all have stuff to learn from each other. I love networking uh, with other agency owners. 
uh, and learning and sharing and being completely transparent. Um, and, and I think that um, I, I really enjoy that, right? So if you run an agency out there and, um, you know, maybe you think that we might have done something that you haven't or you've done something that we haven't and you'd like to share and, and build a network, I'd, I'd love to connect with you. Awesome. And Robert, people want to reach out to you. How do they find you? <laughs> oh, at Twitter or X, Twitter X, X Twitter. Uh, X Twitter. <laughs> Robert Jacoby or robertjacoby.com. Awesome. And if you're looking for me, I'm Robbie Adair out there on probably every platform you can imagine. And, uh, or you can go to ostraining.com. And thank you again for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We had some great information from Johnny and Mary. And uh, listen up for the next episode of Do the Woo. Thanks all. Can't wait to see you all at WordCamp US 23. Hey, Bob WP, I'm back like to thank Johnny and Mary for sharing their insights and make sure you join them, myself, Robbie, Robert, all of us. We'll be at the Woo Meetup at WordCamp US if you're attending. And also make sure and stop by and see the hosting your team. I'm sure they're going to have some cool swag and anyone from the team can fill you in more on what they can do for yourself or your clients. And of course, you can learn more about them at hostinger.com. So until the next time, keep on doing the woo.